everybody, welcome back to the Anime Summit Newscast. It's your favorite host, the most on the bomb. And it is April 10th, 2022. Have a shorter episode today, but a lot of really cool stuff. Finally got some some newer anime hype that's uh, coming out later. You know, not not seasonal 2022 stuff. And some really cool video game news that I woke up to this morning. So that is super dope. And, um, yeah, dude, let's just jump right into it, though. You know, let's just do it. Um... Thanks for listening to the newscast every week. I love doing it. It's super fun. And, um, yeah, go to links.animesummit.net. Um, that's where you can find all the links where to listen, different places where to listen, and the Discord link, Patreon link, and things like that. Um, I, so there's a little voice, so there's a little patron section in our Discord, right, for, that only patrons have access, access to, and you can get behind-the-scenes stuff there and just other exclusive things there and there's a patron streaming channel called like um it's basically like you go in there and your your mic is automatically muted and then i stream stuff in there so it's kind of like twitch i was trying to find different ways to like do live streams that only the patrons can see but obviously like if i just go live on twitch you know people are going to get the anyone who follows is going to get the notification that i'm live and then I found that Patreon has, like, a, a streaming thing, but you have to, um, <coughs> excuse me, you have to link your YouTube to it, and I was going to try it, and then it turns out that you have to have, like, Streamlabs Prime for that. Um, obviously, if there's other stream programs out there where you can just stream to YouTube, no problem. Um, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't have that, and I wanted to use Streamlabs, so, um, yeah, basically, uh, yeah, I was like, I have to buy this, but I can't buy it right now. So I didn't get to do that test. But I did have, I did a little patron stream last night, uh, Saturday night, and there was, you know, there was like eight of us in there, ten of us in there. It was really fun. We just hung out, talked about the podcast, you know, um, did, uh, we, we, I did a little doodle requests on, you know, I was drawing and, did a little online window shopping. It was really fun. Just hung out and talked. And I, I was thinking I should do that, like, you know, once a month or something like that. I don't know. But if you become a patron, you know, that's one of the things that we can do. And it's it's nice because I get to hear you guys' thoughts on what the podcast has been like lately. And we can improve. And I'm all for that. So, hell yeah. So, let's just jump right in. Let's start with the non-anime news, nerdy news. And then, yeah, let's just do it. So, you know how I feel about um, the Grammys and the Oscars. You know, I think that they're kind of whatever. I mean, obviously, I don't think the Grammys are as bad as the Oscars. Um, But it was really cool because the Charlie Rosen and Jake Silverman's fusion and big band arrangement of the song Meta Knight's Revenge from Kirby Superstar Super Nintendo game won a Grammy for Best Arrangement, Instrumental, or Acapella category for the 64th Grammy Awards ceremony on Sunday. The music video premiered in February 2021. Silverman Silverman arranged the cover song and Rosen handled the orchestration and additional arrangements. The 8-bit big band performed the cover based on the original arrangement by Button Masher. Yeah, super cool. And if you've never played Kirby Superstar, first of all, that's a great game and you should play it. Um, Second of all, which I do believe is on the Nintendo Switch Online thing. I think it is. Um, And second of all... um, the music in the Meta Knight part of that game is just really good. So, yeah. That being said, 
Um, I think it's really cool that these guys got a Grammy for that. That's 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 just really fucking cool. I think because that's what I mean. These are the kinds of people that I think should be getting these awards, in my opinion. But that being said, yeah, you should watch it. Just go to the Eight Bit Big Band YouTube channel, and um, yeah. Go just go watch it. Just type or just go to YouTube. Type in Meta Knight's Revenge Big Band, and you'll find it. Um, Brigandine, the Legend of Rune 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 Urja Rune Urja. This game looks super sweet. This is coming out on May 11th. It's like a it's like a tactical JRPG. Um, it's being done by Matrix Software. They it's like a it's like a hexagonal. It's like hexagonal tactical. So. Yeah, and also I think it's a sequel. I'm pretty sure it's a sequel to like an older game. Um, but yeah, the game launched digitally for the Switch in 2020, and then for PS4 in 2020. So it's getting a Steam release on May 11th. So yeah, if you've played this, let me know. I would love to get it on Steam. Um, that's but yeah, it looks pretty sweet. I thought I'd just tell people about that. Saudi Arabia's MISK Foundation now owns 96.18% stake. In SNK, game developer SNK announced on February 15th that electronic gaming development company, the company wholly, wholly owned by Saudi Arabian organization Misk Foundation, Mohammed bin Salman Foundation, now owns 96% stake in the SNK after purchasing more shares. Um, yeah, Mohammed bin Salman bin uh, Abdulaziz, the crown prince of Saudi Arabia, is the organization's founder and chairman. The organization and the Saudi Arabian animation studio Manga Productions, also owned by MISC, have hosted an internship program with SNK in the past. Manga Productions has also collaborated with Toei Animation on a number of anime projects, including The Woodcutter's Treasure Shorts, Future's Folktales, and The Journey. Yeah, I remember we talked about The Journey a little bit ago. When did that, When was that supposed to come out? Because I still want to watch that. Or did it come out already? 20, oh, t- February 2020? Damn it, where can we watch this? God, I'm such a yutz. We should watch that. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was interesting because SNK, you know, it's, it started out as Takara or SNK Takara, I think, you know, forever ago. And, um, here, let's look it up real quick. SNK Corp, a Japanese video game hardware and software company is the successor to the company Shin Nihon Kikaku and presently owns the SNK video game brand and the Neo Geo video game platform. Um... And then they absorbed, like, Takada, I believe. But, yeah, like, I don't know. It's weird because then it became SNK Playmore, which was, like, owned by, uh, I think, a Chinese group of game devs. It's really crazy. I don't know. I'm all for it, though. I mean, if they may, it makes it, I don't know. I feel like I feel like when SNK got bought out by the Japanese company, and they started doing all the mobile games, and then King of Fighters 13 turned into King of Fighters 14. I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. Brand. They're trying to do, like, a brand restoration right now. And, you know, that's always good. If it continues to be popular among people and they make more money, then that's good, right? You know, they, they just keep putting out the, the good games and stuff. It's just really weird because, I mean, a lot of people want... We got a new Samurai Showdown game, and that was cool, but a lot of people... I mean, they're putting they're they're reporting all the other older games too, right? So that's good. I don't know. It's weird. 
it's weird, I guess. I don't I don't really understand all the nuances that come with with uh, them owning that kind of stuff. But I think it's cool that Saudi Arabia is investing in entertainment like this. They understand that this kind of entertainment, you know, made by Japanese developers and creators is is cool and is important, you know. So, you know, investing it is in, in it is, is cool, I guess. Um, but, yeah, I thought that was interesting. So we got this. There was this guy who shared um, some scans from a magazine. Um, and it looked like it was for Pokemon, you know, Scarlet and Violet. And it was, oops, I just hit my mic. It was, um, it, it, it showcased some new Pokemon. And by new Pokemon, I mean a new form of Rotom, a new Eeveelution, and another new Pokemon. That other new Pokemon looks like a, a version of Meryl, but it's green and has bug eyes and it looks fucking weird. And then the Rotom is like a Hitachi massager, but you know, a lot of people will look at that and say it looks like a vibrator. Um, and then the evolution, I think is supposed to be a bug or flying type or something, but the design of it looks like someone dumped a bowl of shrimp fried rice on top of its head and its tail looks like a fried shrimp. So I, <laughs> I, and some people are saying it's not real. And then there's like a, uh, you remember guys, you guys remember Swinub or Pillow Swine and Swinub in, in Gen, I believe it was Gen 4, um, or Gen 2, yeah, Gen 2, um, there's like a new grass version of it, and the, the evolved version looks like a pineapple, so I have no idea, I have no idea anymore, it, it looks, uh, looks weird, <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say. Uh, but we'll see, you know what I mean? Um, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Uh, that being said, uh, Metroid Dread adds three new boss rush modes and free updates. You know, I was really excited for Metroid Dread, and then when I saw everyone buy it and play it and how quickly they got through it, it just, it kind of died for me a little bit, you know what I mean? And now you can get a used copy of it at GameStop for like 30 bucks. And that's a shame. We finally get a new Metroid game, and it's nothing like, you know what I mean? Like, well, I mean, it is. It is like the older games, but it's just, it's, <laughs> I've heard people say it was two times shorter. I've heard people say it was three times shorter than, like, you know, Prime and uh, Super Metroid on the Super Nintendo. You know, people said that Fusion was way longer. Um, some people said that Other M was a tad longer than this. And a lot of people hated Other M. So this was like it's time to come back and be like, no, we're still here. Samus Aran's story is still going. And then, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm i glad that the update is free. You know, it's a free thing that you can add to the game. But I don't know. It just seems it seems like it was somewhat disappointing. Um, Rogue Legacy 2. Dude. Rogue Legacy 2 leaves early access and launches into 1.0 later this month. Dude, if you've never played Rogue Legacy, it's a very fun game. Um, it's it's very fun. So you go through... You pick, like, a, a class with, like, starting abilities or whatever. And you go through as much of the game as you possibly can, unlocking and doing new things each time. Uh... And then, you know, if your character dies, then you play, like, the descendant of that 
of the next version of it, and you just keep going. It's like a rogue, yeah, it's a, it's literally a rogue RPG. And, yeah, I'm glad that we're finally getting a sequel to it. It looks like it kind of drops the pixel look and does, just goes straight up for an animation look, I think. Um, I can't really tell. It looks like, yeah, it doesn't look like it does the pixel thing anymore because the previous one was a pixel pixel art, I believe. But, yeah, Rogue Legacy is fun. Mario Golf, the classic Nintendo 64 sports game, comes to Switch this month for Nintendo Switch Online. Um, that's really cool. I love Mario Golf. Mario Golf is sick. Um, new Overwatch 2 concept art displays possible battle pass. Um, there was a new concept art that was shared um, for the UI screen design for the, you know, the, the opening menu screen. And there is a place that says, there's a little selection that says battle pass. So I wonder what that's going to be about. Probably, you know, exactly what it is, a battle pass where you you pay an extra whatever and then you get different unlockables and goodies as you play. Um, with everything that Blizzard and Activision is kind of going through right now, I personally don't give a shit, but, you know, uh, for, you know, just Overwatch 2 news, people are excited about Overwatch 2, so. Return to Monkey Island, announced with series creator Ron Gilbert involved, Monkey Island's long hiatus is finally coming to an end, and its creators are turning along with the series. In collaboration with Devolver Digital and Lucasfilm Games, the terrible toy box developing Return to Monkey Island, a new pirating adventure starring Guybrush, Threepwood, Industry legend in Monkey Island and Maniac Mansion creator Ron Gilbert runs Terrible Toy Box and will be involved in this new franchise entry. Very cool. Monkey Island is a very popular game. A lot of people love it, so it's really cool. Um, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. So Darkrai is that you can get a mystery gift event. It's a mystery gift event where you can get Darkrai. Um... A new mystery gift, and it's a member card for the Mythical Darkrai. However, in order to get it, you'll need to have reached the end game of the remakes. So the member card item will be given as a gift between Friday, 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 April 1st, so it's already started, and Sunday, May 1st at 11.59 p.m. Japan Standard Time. After obtaining the item by selecting Get via Internet from the Mystery Gift feature, excuse me, adjusting my seat here, um, in-game and fulfilling specific conditions, um, such as entering the Hall of Fame and obtaining the National decks, players will be able to go to New Moon Island, where the mythical Pokemon Darkrai can be found. So, yeah. Uh, these are basically kind of like re-redos re or remakes of the events when Diamond and Pearl first came out. You know, you could bring your DS into, like, a a Target or a GameStop, and you, you, you log in, you access the Wi-Fi with your DS of, like, the you know, the Toys R Us or whatever, Target, Kmart, whatever, Walmart, whatever the fuck, and then you were able to get a certain item because you were on that internet, on that Wi-Fi. So, pretty cool. So, if you want to get Darkrai, you know. Okay. Um, Bob's Burgers movie, we got a new trailer. I love Bob's Burgers. Um, the animation actually looks really good. I'm glad that they're sticking with 2D animation, obviously, because that's what they do for the show. But, like, yeah, I'm excited for that. I love Bob's Burgers. I think it's a very funny show. Uh, it's its humor is a little, I don't know. I feel like it's millennial humor. It's made for millennials who grew up in, like, the 90s and early 2000s. It's got a lot of awkward, fart, raunchy humor in it. You know what I mean? Um, but it, they kind of blend it with, like, newer ways to deliver jokes you know what i mean and 
I don't know. It kind of, and, and it's not it's not that deep as I'm making it sound, but it, it it does have a lot of commentary on like just people who are ridiculous and really annoying to be around, and it's really funny. Um, I really like when they make fun of like the hipster fancy people who own like the fancy like Trader Joe's kind of store, and they have to like go get black garlic from the store, and it's really funny. I don't know. They like make fun of all kinds of like insufferable people. Um, there's one episode where they go on like a wine train, like tour thing, and there's the the main like the character in that that episode is like this really insufferable like wine douche guy who's like sniffing the wine and like, oh yeah, this is like a yeah, this is clearly a a, f- a 1955 Verblanc, blah, 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 whatever you know. It's super fucking funny. They just make fun of all kinds of those people. It's I just like that. I like Bob's Burgers, man, and the movie looks hilarious. And it comes out next month, so I'm excited. Um, Jim Carrey said... So I know we talked about Jim Carrey like saying he was possibly going to retire or whatever. Um, but I guess, apparently, someone asked him, would you do another Ace Ventura? And he said, yeah, if Chris Nolan came to me and said, I want to make Ace Ventura real and I want to do something, uh, then, I, then I probably would. So, like, yeah, he's saying he wouldn't want to do it like the original Ace Ventura because because he himself doesn't feel like that kind of person anymore and he would just be imitating something he used to do and it wouldn't be it wouldn't be as inspiring which like if you think about the way he says that it's like that's absolutely true and that's what makes some of these newer remakes and reboots of like old franchises kind of bad right because it's like you can tell the actors just not in it anymore they just don't want to they, it's like they only agreed to do it because whatever, you know? I don't know. That's what makes... I think that's what makes Cobra Kai really good because all the original actors from the the Karate Kid movies, they wanted to do it. They want to be there. And plus, the writing is just so good. They're all on board for it. You can tell. You know what I mean? You can tell that they can still be these inspiring characters. And I don't know. It's it's. I think it's different. I think if... um knowing how much Jim Carrey has evolved as a person, and if he tried to do Ace Ventura again, it would not be as... It would definitely not be as good. That's probably why the new Dumb and Dumber movie didn't turn out as good, you know what I mean? Because he was already, like, past it. Um... So... With uh, the Sonic movie coming out, which I haven't seen yet, but I heard it was really good, um, Game Informer decided to rank every mainline Sonic game, and that's okay or whatever uh but i will tell you right now and this is this is me not having played sonic mania yet because i just forgot about it (laughs) but sonic mania is probably gonna be at the top of this list oh it's number three number what's number one oh sonic three and knuckles yeah that was gonna be my number one was sonic three and knuckles um and here's why because the the and this is pretty much everyone's opinion. My opinion is not unique or anything. But, like, if I were to say an underrated Sonic game, I would definitely say Adventure 2 Battle, maybe. Or Sonic Fighters is super underrated. Um, I think also Sonic Heroes is really good. Uh, but people have forgotten about it. Also, Knuckles Chaotix, which technically isn't a Sonic game. It's a Knuckles game. But Knuckles Chaotix is essentially a platforming Sonic game where you play Knuckles and a few of Knuckles' homies. Um, that had an interesting concept. That was a, that was a good game. Um, also, Sonic 3D Blast is really good. 
That's that's a really good fucking Sonic game, man. But yeah, Sonic 3 Knuckles is probably my favorite, and here's why. And when I say Sonic 3 Knuckles, it's kind of cheating because it's kind of saying two games at one time. But so basically what happened, right, is Sonic 3 came out, right? And that's what introduced Knuckles to the story. Um, there was this new character. His name was Knuckles. He was being manipulated by Dr. Robotnik, basically being told this guy Sonic is coming to, like, this guy Sonic has all the Chaos Emeralds, and he's coming to Jack he's coming to Jack the main emerald, like the main chaos emerald and knuckles is the guardian of that emerald. Right. So, um, yeah. So then you end up fighting knuckles, you end up fighting Dr. Robotnik, whatever. And then Sonic and knuckles came out and basically you picked who you wanted to play Sonic or knuckles. And you kind of went through the story that way. Um, it was kind of like a weird side sequel in which Sonic and Knuckles were still kind of button heads a little bit. Um, and then Sonic 3 had a save feature, um, unlike previous games where, you know, it was just a regular platformer and you had to get through it. No passwords, no save feature, nothing. Sonic 3 had a save feature with a save battery in it. Sonic and Knuckles came out after that, but Sonic and Knuckles didn't have that feature. And it was really weird. Now, here's the thing about Sonic and Knuckles. When Sonic and Knuckles came out, the cartridge had another cartridge port on top of it. So you would put it in your Sega, and you could play Sonic and Knuckles by itself, or you could stick Sonic 2 or Sonic 3 on top of it and make a whole other game. So Sonic 2, if you put Sonic 2 on top of it, you can play Knuckles in Sonic 2. If you put another random Sega game in it, you could practice all of the bonus stages from Sonic 3 or Sonic Knuckles and Sonic and Knuckles. If you put Sonic 3 on top of it, it became a longer version of Sonic 3. It basically became Sonic 3 and Sonic and Knuckles put together. So you go through all of the levels of Sonic 3. The last boss or the last level is still done, but the story is, is cut right there and replaced with the Sonic and Knuckles levels. So then you have to go through all the Sonic and Knuckles levels and you could get each Chaos Emerald twice, so you would get a you would get a Chaos Emerald and then you would get a Super Emerald. And if you got a soup if you got all the Super Emeralds, you could be like super duper uh, Mega Sonic. It was crazy. Anyway, it doesn't matter. That's why that game is so good. Sonic Three and Knuckles is a, is a separate game from Sonic Three and Sonic and Knuckles, and it was just way better. It was just it was just really good. It is the definitive Sonic game for the Sega Genesis, in my opinion. And that's why it's the best one. And many people share that opinion. And if you've never played any of the original Sonic games, I definitely recommend you do. You can get them all on Steam, or I'm pretty sure some of them are on the Switch Online now. I don't remember. But anyway, so the big news that we woke up to, that I woke up to this morning, was super cool. Um, there was an event um, in Japan, in Tokyo. And so Kingdom Hearts turned 20 this year, 20th anniversary. The first game came out 20 years ago in 2002. Um, and so they, they were, they were going to hold this event called, you know, just Kingdom Hearts 20th anniversary event, whatever. Um, so it was revealed. Let's see. 
they revealed some trailers Square Enix today. I'm trying to see like what the event was. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, it was some announcement thing, and it was like it was it was crazy. So they revealed these new trailers for these new games, and actually, it was it was there was three trailers. The first trailer was the Kingdom Hearts Union Cross Dark Road finale episode, which they have not for so for those of you who don't know, Union Cross was the mobile game. Um, that takes it's the it's the prequel to everything in the Dark Seeker saga. So any everything that leads up to the start of the Dark Seeker arc is that game, and then Dark Road is the story of like Xehanort when he was young, and then why he started doing what he did and whatever. And the last episode of Dark Road had not come out yet, so we got a trailer for that, and then we got a trailer for. A game called Kingdom Hearts Missing Link, which is a mobile game that's coming out for iOS and Android, which is, it looks more like a regular Kingdom Hearts game, you know, where you run around 3D, you know, third person, fighting a bunch of Heartlesses, and it's supposed to kind of tell the story of Scala Ad Kylum, where that is where... Xanort and Ericus grew up, and it's where a lot of Keyblade Masters uh, came from. So that's pretty sick. Um, and then the last trailer we got was a trailer actually for Kingdom Hearts 4. And I gotta tell you, that's fucking nuts, okay? Because, like, if we look up this, and I'm not going to get into Kingdom Hearts lore with you, okay? I'm not going to fucking do that because we'll be here for fucking 50 million years. But Kingdom Hearts 3 didn't come out until 13 years after Kingdom Hearts 2, okay? Now, if, we talk, if we're talking about side games, then it, it, it has not been that long, obviously. But, like, from, three, from 2 to 3, it was 13 years, okay? And we got the, the first, like, kind of... They announced a teaser. They, oh, 2013 was when the Kingdom Hearts 13 teaser trailer came out. Okay? And this teaser was just like engine footage of Sora um, running around Twilight Town. Um, the real one, not the fake Black City one. And fighting like a, a big, like, you know, worm thing of Heartless. Uh, shadows and that was crazy so they used the luminous studio engine to develop the game and then or to develop that footage and then they had switched to using unreal engine 4 um then that game came out 2019 so six years after that initial test footage and the trailer we got for Kingdom Hearts 4 today is just that. It is just a little uh, test footage kind of thing. Um, at first, there's a little cinematic thing in the beginning, and then it shows uh, test footage gameplay, which is like, you know, they put they put the UI there with, like, the commands and Sora's health bar and whatever. And, yeah, so the, the, I'm not going to summarize the trailer for you, but it is it, – it's the, the thing starts with – calling it the Lost Master Arc. And if you know what happens at the end of 3 Remind DLC, then you'll know what I'm talking about. But it is Sora 
awakening in what looks to be like the real world. So like it looks like Tokyo, honestly. Or it looks like New York and Tokyo. And a girl rings his doorbell in the apartment he's sleeping in. And the girl looks to be like it looks like Naminé. It's this girl with long blonde hair and a white dress. And she's like, yeah, since you arrived seven days ago, you've been asleep. Welcome to uh, Quadratum or Quadratum. I don't know how you say it. Um, In Japanese, they say it Quadratum Tomu. So, like, it sounded different. But basically, this huge dark side heartless shows up and fucking, yeah. And then the the trailer starts, kind of goes from there. It's fucking crazy, man. Um, And, you know, Sora... And these other characters in the, the this this trailer, it looks like Final Fantasy fifteen. Um, it looks like Final Fantasy, like the newer Final Fantasy games. You know what I mean? Sora looks a little less cartoony. You know, he's got normal sized shoes. He looks like a normal human character in a Square Enix game. And so does this other girl, and all the other you know bystanders you see in this trailer. And then you see two shadow people in the organization costumes basically saying you can go wherever you want, but if you leave this world, you cannot return to your original world. And it's just this crazy thing. And I know they had said that the next arc of kingdom hearts was going to be completely different. It was going to be with new characters and all that stuff. But I really feel like they changed their minds when they were writing three. Cause now obviously what we're seeing now, and if you've played the end of three and the DLC from three, you kind of understand why we're seeing Sora here. And honestly, it's fucking crazy. So I don't know, but I'm excited. I'm very excited that we got a Kingdom Hearts 4 teaser trailer this quickly after 3. You know, here we are. I don't even know, dude. Like, it just came out January 2019. So 2021, 20, 20, years ago, you know? And we're already getting a teaser for for this, as opposed to, you know, Kingdom Hearts 2, who came out, which came out in 2005. 14 years, 13 years later, we're getting Kingdom Hearts 3. And we're already quickly getting Kingdom Hearts 2 teaser trailer shit. So I imagine, like, maybe in three years, we'll get Kingdom Hearts 4. And that is pretty exciting. That is pretty exciting. I happen to love Kingdom Hearts, and, you know, I know a lot of people are going to be like, it's confusing, I don't get it, what the fuck is happening. That is totally understandable. I am I am with that mindset. I never defend King, the way Kingdom Hearts was, was told to us because, honestly, the way it was told to us is a little ridiculous. But, yeah, I think it's pretty cool. I'm excited. I still love Kingdom Hearts. And that was probably the coolest fucking thing that I got to wake up to today. So that was sick. Woo! That being said, let's go into the anime news, shall we? There's not a lot of anime news. It's going to be kind of a shorter episode today. But, well, I ended up talking a bunch on the, on Sonic and Kingdom Hearts. But, yeah, dude, let's let's fucking let's fucking do it, dude. There's not a lot of anime news. But, yeah, let's, let's get into it. Okay. So, let's see. Let's start with this right here, dude. New Yurisa Yatsura anime cast Maya Uchida and Mamoru Miyano. Um, I don't know who Maya Uchida is, but I know Mamoru Miyano. Mamoru Miyano is really cool. I'm very excited for the new Yurisai Yatsura anime. Yurisai Yatsura, she's one of the OG waifus. Probably more OG than Bulma, if I'm being for real, for real. But yeah, this is based on a manga by Rumiko Takahashi. And yeah, 
it ran from like it was like in the eighties, I think maybe eighties to early nineties, and then there was like some some OVA series and some other things. But yeah, dude, Yurisai Yatsura is she's she's so cute. She's she's the cutest, honestly. Um, Gundam Iron Blooded Orphans Roar Hunt spinoff cast Rina Okoma as the lead. And I remember we're getting a new we're getting a bunch of new Gundam things. We're getting uh, Kuguru Dolan's Island, the movie, which takes place during the One Year War in the Amuro era, the UC Century. And then we're getting this one, which is a spinoff of Iron-Blooded Orphans. I'm not sure how or if it takes place after or what. Um, and then we're getting Witch from Mercury, which is a new ser- the new series, which I'm very excited about, which we got a new trailer for it as well. Super dope. Um, Axis Games is going to release Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid Burst Forth Chorogon Breath Shooting Game in English. For PS4 and Switch, you can best believe I'm going to cop... That is Instacop 5000, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, dude, for show, for show, for show. Uh, okay. Uh, we'll save that to the end because I got a lot to say about that. Uh, <laughs> my Happy Marriage novel series gets TV anime. This is a manga. I think it was a manga or light novel. Oh, no, light novel. It's a novel series. Born to a noble family, Mio is raised by her abusive stepmother. And married off to Kiyoka, a soldier so heartless his prior fiancés fled within three days into their engagement. With no home to return to, Mio slowly starts to open her heart to her cold and pale husband-to-be. Despite their rocky introduction, this might just be her chance at finding true love and happiness. So yeah, another romance about an arranged, sold-off marriage uh, that somehow works. But, you know, it takes place in like an old, um, you know, older times or whatever, so... Doesn't say when, but Urawa no Usagi Chan anime season two Musasino premieres in July after five year delay. Um, I don't know what this anime is, but I thought the the characters look super cute. I don't remember what this is. Um, yeah, the original Urawa no Usagi Chan series had five minute episodes and followed a happy go lucky daily campus lives of eight high school girls who lived in Urawaku, Saitama Prefecture. Oh, okay, so yeah. Um, I guess the first season had been rerunning. The anime was originally slated to premiere in summer 2017, but was delayed and definitely due to various circumstances. So it's finally coming back. So yeah, I should watch this because these girls look super cute. I like their designs and everything. Um, Chainsaw Man's Tatsuki Fujimoto to release new 200 page one shot. Um, yeah, that's, that's out. That technically came out. It technically came out, like, today as I'm recording this, right? Because it's it's April 11th in Japan now. So, uh, well, as you're listening to this, it's the day after. So it's April 12th in Japan. Or no, it's probably still April 11th by the time you listen to this. I don't know. Either way, it's out right now, and I, you can read it right now. And I'm actually about to read it right after this. So, very excited. Uh, Bandai Hobby Site stops posting model shipping dates schedules due to scalping concerns. Scalping has been a huge problem in Gunpla lately. I don't know why. I mean, I do know why. Um, I do know why scalpers do what they do. Um, I just don't know why it's been happening to Gunpla so much lately. Um, other than, like, the basic bare-bones fact that some of these are getting kind of rare and hot commodities. Um, just like, same thing with Pokemon cards. What, what Pokemon cards went through during the pandemic and all that stuff, you know, when people were picking up new hobbies when we were on lockdown and all that shit, 
it, it same thing. Um, you know, so it and with the uh, with um certain materials getting held up and things like that. Um, certain models can't be made all the way um, to full production, and there was a lot of delays in the past few years of a lot of different models, models that I didn't get to get my hands on because they sold out so quick, you know, whether they was due to scalpers or due to people afraid of getting scalped. So it's, yeah, which is, I don't know how much that's going to do, like what that's going to do, you know. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. I guess it's just up to all of us to keep our eyes out for the models we want and just keep an eye out for when they you know, get announced, you know, because I'm sure now because there's no they're not listing the date. Right. So now it's just going to come out and be like, OK, it's out. You know what I mean? So it's like you just got to keep an eye out. Um, Makoto Shinkai's new anime film, Suzume no Tojimari, previewed in teaser video. Uh, Shinkai's first new film in three years opens in Japan on November 11th. On the other side of the door was time in its entirety. 17 year old Suzume journeys journey begins in a quiet town in Kyushu. When she encounters a young man who tells her, I'm looking for a door. What Suzume finds is a single weathered door standing upright in the midst of ruins, as though it was shielded from whatever catastrophe struck. Seemingly mesmerized by its power, she reaches for the doorknob. Doors begin to open one after another all across Japan, unleashing destruction upon any who are near. Suzume must close these portals to prevent further disaster. The stars, the sunset, the morning sky, within that realm, it was though all time had melted together in the sky, drawn in by this mysterious door, Suzume's journey is about to begin. That seems hella much more interesting than, I mean, it still sounds very Makoto Shinkai, Makoto Shinkai-ish, but it does sound more interesting than his previous stuff, so that could be really cool, we'll see. Um, My Hero Academia... Demon Slayer, Chainsaw Man, rank on NYT April bestseller list. So My Hero is back up there, back on the board. Let's go. Pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, number one was My Hero Volume 30. Demon Slayer Volume 1 was number two. Um, I'm guessing some people finally decided to jump on the train after the Entertainment District arc, you know, premiered and are going and reading the manga now. Uh, Demon Slayer Stories of Water and Flame is number three. Chainsaw Man Volume 1 and 2 is 4 and 5. My Hero Volume 1 is number six. Toy Bon Hanako-kun Volume 0 is number seven. Demon Slayer Volume 2 is number eight. Jujutsu Kaisen 14 at number nine. Uh, Tatsuki Fujimoto's Chainsaw Man Volume 3 is number 10. Uh, Berserk Hardcover Volume 1 is number 11. And then the rest of it is just Chainsaw Man and Demon Slayer and Jujutsu Kaisen. And Kaiju number eight is number 19. And then we have um, Spy X Family Volume 1 at number 17. So, yeah, pretty cool. Fate Say Night's Gilgamesh wishes Lil Nas X happy birthday in a completely unpredictable crossover. Sony Music Japan decided to wish Grammy Award-nominated singer Lil Nas X a happy birthday via a Fate Say Night character, Gilgamesh. The account tweeted a picture of the King of Heroes holding a mic with the message, After the performance, we are dead right now. Happy birthday, Lil Nas X. We and Gilgamesh didn't snub you. The rapper and singer turned 21 today. I mean, Lil, that's pretty fucking cool, man. Like, Lil Nas X is fucking cool, and that's really sweet. Um, but that's, for people wondering why, it's it's really not that random, because there was these memes that came out. So when Lil Nas X uh, went to, uh, what was it? Was it like the Grammys? Or not the Grammys. What was the, the fucking... 
I don't know, whatever other rich people ball there was, he showed up in, like, this golden armor, and people made memes out of it. And then he tweeted it, and, and he tweeted the four photos of him in it, and then the fourth photo was just a screenshot from Fate Stay Night, and it was Gilgamesh. So, yeah, that's pretty funny uh, that Sony Music was like, hey, happy birthday, and Gilgamesh says happy birthday as well. Really cool. So, uh, let's put that at the end, too. Sukiya, Su Kiyuta's franchise, Rabbit's Kingdom, the movie. Anime opens in December 2023. Rabbit Boys. Hot Rabbit Boys. That's right. Hot Rabbit Boys, the animation movie. That's hot. That's hot. Uh, anthropomorphic... Anthrop the, the television... Sukiyan and the animation is a television anime of music. Original drama series about anthropomorphized moths. Oh, they're moths. Oh, anthropomorphized months? Months? Months or moths? Okay, I think, that's, I think they're supposed to be bunnies. They're supposed to be rabbits, I think. But it was originally uh, scheduled to premiere in 2019. And then again in 2020. And then delayed until October 2020. Uh, oh, that was the animation too. So this is the movie. So there's... Sukiyuta the animation and Sukiyuta the animation too and then there's this movie how come I've never heard of this Hot Rabbit Boys the movie let's fucking go dude uh, City Hunter series gets new anime film that's right Ryo Saiba is back Um, getting a new anime film so that's really fucking cool uh, the video reveals in previous TM Network's ending theme song Get Wild which is the same as the original anime's ending the video also confirms that Akira Kamiya will return to play Ryo Saiba yeah, dude, that song is legit. It's probably one of the best anime songs ever. Like, no exaggeration at all. Like, it's, it's, it, like, I'm not even, I'm not even, not even lying. I'm not even exaggerating. It's, it's literally one of the best anime songs ever. If you disagree, you're a butt sniffer. Uh, and the two last biggest pieces, NHK report Toei Animation Hack was a ransomware attack. Um, I don't know much about ransomware. What does ransomware mean? Is that like... Is that like ransomware is like... The, it's, it's it's software that holds your shit... It holds your shit at ransom until you pay money, right? Is that what ransomware is? Oh, it says it right here in the, the fucking article. A ransomware attack is a form of malware attack that restricts access to data on a company's internal servers until a ransom is paid. Okay, so exactly what I just fucking said. It's in the fucking name, you dummy. God, okay. NHK reported on Thursday that according to its sources at Toei Animation, the hack last month was a ransomware attack. NHK quoted a company source as saying, the impact on production is still continuing, and we are working hard to bring things back to normal. They added that they are still investigating the details of the attack and stated that it is not sure if it can completely restore what was lost in the attack. They added that the ransomware attack is still affecting the production of Dragon Ball Super superhero film. Yeah, that sucks. But I'm glad that they are able to, at this point, they're identifying more of what it was. And I mean, whoever decided to launch this ransomware attack on them, they have some big balls. They have some big nuts. And obviously, they went for one of the biggest animation companies, animation studios ever. You know, they're like, oh, One Piece, Dragon Ball, and all these other really popular things that the West enjoys. Let's get it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's crazy. And probably the biggest piece of news, at least it is to me, um, Witch Hat Atelier manga gets anime 
The official website of Kodansha's Morning 2 magazine announced on Tuesday that Kamame Shirohama's Witch Hat Atelier manga is getting an anime adaptation. Um, Shirohama drew an illustration to commemorate the anime's announcement. Um, the manga story centers on Koko, a girl who lives in a little village and who has always dreamed of becoming a wizard, but being born without magical aptitude meant that she could never become one. She gave up on her dream, but one day a traveling wizard named Kifli, or Kifi, we call him Kifi, um, Kifri, I think his name is Kifri, but, uh, came to her village and she happened to see him performing magic and she saw the secret of how magic is done. So it's been nominated and won so many awards. There's not many details about the animation, uh, the studio or the staff that's working on it. I am very skeptical. This is one of my favorite mangas of all time because of the story, because of the lore, because of the character design, because of the characters, because of the art in the manga, in the pages, by Kamame Shirahama. It's very special to me. And so I'm very skeptical about any adaptation coming from it, whether it be an anime, uh, a, a live-action film, whatever. It doesn't fucking matter. I, any adaptation that comes from it, I'll be skeptical about. I may not be as skeptical as some other people, um, but I'm... This is the one of the first times where I've been this skeptical about an anime adaptation. Normally, I'm all for it. I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Because it just means that it's going to get more popular and more people are going to see why it's so special and whatever. But in this case, I'm just like, uh, I'll wait to see more. You know what I mean? Um, because in my opinion, it deserves the utmost care, the biggest budget, the utmost like it it just deserves everything. It's it's that's how much I love it. So, um, yeah, that's pretty cool. That being said, hope you guys enjoyed this newscast. I am super exhausted. So if I sounded like I was like, oh man, oh yeah, and then we got, I'm so sorry. I I am not at 100 today. I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, but uh, some big things coming from Anime Summit. I think we're we're moving along, trying to evolve, become a better podcast put out more content for you guys and me and danny are bringing um cinematography back nick is reworking how we review things um you know to make them more more informational more defined more refined i should say um which i appreciate nick is always kind of the guy who like really heavily critiques a lot of what we do and um, I think if it wasn't for some of those critiques, we would not be the pod we are now. So, I don't know. I'm very excited. I'm, 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 there's some other big things, changes that are coming um, to to bring this podcast to a different spot and, a, and you know, re- kind of re- revive it and, and bring it back up to the top. And I'm very excited. So, it it really is thanks to all of you guys listening every week, um, and I really appreciate it. So. Love you guys very much. I'll always love you. That being said, this has been Sam. Or no, I've been Sam. And this has been... <laughs> this has been Sam. And I'm the Anime Summit Newscast. There. You like that? Like that shit? I'm the Anime Summit Newscast. Fuck you, dude. But no, seriously. Or am I? But no. <laughs>